Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Suspiria from 1977. This is written and directed by Dario Argento, a well-known horror director that I probably should have watched more of his films and and kind of gotten myself used to his style a bit more more before watching this one uh, but I am going through and watching classic horror films that I have yet to see and this one is one of them obviously there was a remake of Suspiria that came out a few years ago which I have not seen either. Uh, I, after watching this one, I'm definitely more excited to watch the remake and see the improvements and the changes that were made. Uh, and this movie, you know, is, uh, let's just say, wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of this movie. I liked it. There's a lot of things I liked. There's some things I didn't like. I have a feeling that if I had watched more of Argento's films that I would have gotten in the, the right mindset and vibe, understood his vibe a bit more, and probably would have enjoyed this movie more if I had done that. So maybe in the recent future, I might do a, maybe I'll do like a top five of Argento's films and just watch a bunch of them because I feel like he has a he's a director with a very specific voice and I think that if I were to watch a lot of his movies in succession I would probably appreciate them even more you know and and plus this movie being made in the 70s there's aspects of this movie that I think I just wasn't in the right mindset to doing. But I didn't hate this movie by any stretch of the imagination. By the end of this film, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of things that I think are amazing about this film that I think are better than most films and are done at a level that I really appreciated. So I can't say that I ultimately overall didn't like this movie. I think overall I did, but there's definitely aspects of it that I didn't like that took me out. Uh, and if you're not a f not familiar with this movie, uh, then, you know, they might do the same to you. I mean, this has been out forever. So, and it's a movie, I would imagine everybody that would be in the market to watching an Argento film is familiar with his work. Uh, so it might not be something that uh, everybody would want to check out, but you never know. You know, either way, the things I loved about this, I will kind of, I won't necessarily spoil everything, but I do want to talk about the aspects of it that I did like, the things that I didn't like, the things that I felt didn't work or pulled me out of the movie. I think visually, this movie is amazing. It's gorgeous. Right There are so many set pieces, the camera work, the set design, very surreal. There's aspects of the kills in this movie that are very gory. Uh, it's obviously a horror film for those that aren't aware. I'm doing horror films all through October. And the, the kill scenes are, are great. I liked all the kill scenes. Very gory, a lot of practical effects, which I appreciate, obviously, practical effects. But like gory practical effects like similar in some ways to what uh george romero 
did in a lot of his movies. They actually worked together in the film Two Evil Eyes. They directed it's a two part. It's a it's a two short films uh, combined together, and uh, Romero directed one, Argento directed the other. So they do kind of have a similar sensibility. I would say Argento far more artistic. There are scenes in this movie that feel almost like Salvador Dali paintings. Uh, very surreal. The, the, the scale of, of some of these scenes are amazing. Uh, so they're visually, I really appreciated it. The story is okay. I think where this, you know, where this movie falls flat for me a bit is, one, is the dubbing which I think was something that was common with Argento's films, uh, where the dubbing is just not good. It, it, they're clearly speaking, like it's not like they're dubbing from a different language, although I believe sometimes they were. But it just feels like all of the audio, all the dialogue was recorded afterwards. It all is just like so blatantly dubbed, which I, dubbing in general I don't like. I prefer watching movies in their in their native language, however they were performed. I want to see the actors performing the words. Uh, I prefer that to... I would rather read subtitles uh, than watch a movie that's dubbed. And I don't feel like... It didn't seem like this one was dubbed to in for translation purposes. Either way, the dubbing took me out a bit. Also, the writing, it is kind of a, a confusing story. Like, you don't know what's happening. It's this woman from America going to a school, a ballet school in, uh, what, Germany? Yeah, a German ballet academy. And some weird things are happening. Somebody just left the academy when she shows up. Um, some crazy things are happening at the academy. Uh, and... You know, the story aspect of it, it's confusing. You find out what's happening more. There's like a few moments of exposition that kind of fill in a lot of the blanks and definitely helped me appreciate the movie more once I found out kind of what was going on. But it just felt kind of unhinged, like some aspects of it. It just didn't make sense. It was kind of confusing. So I don't know if that's an aspect of Argento's storytelling style. I don't know if that's a function of this movie particularly. But it had that thing where I felt at times like I missed things. Which doesn't help with the fact that everything's dubbed, right? Like it almost feels like this was a foreign film that dubbed in English even though all the mouths kind of matched up with everything they said. But it felt like it was one of those movies that also got re-edited for some reason. Even though it wasn't. I don't think it was. It just has that vibe, that feeling to it. Uh, and then also the acting in general at times feels like overacting, which some of that is kind of probably due to the acting styles of that time, you know, throughout you watch old movies there's definitely different styles of acting over the decades so it could be part of that it could be the fact that this you know has a foreign flair to it and that's why i think 
if I had watched more Argento films before getting into this one, I probably would have, at the very least, not been as bothered by the dubbing and the writing and the acting. Because I have a feeling those are things that are kind of common due to the time of their being made and then also maybe his style. Uh, but in watching this, considering I've been watching a lot of modern films, it really kind of took me out. But visually, I thought this movie was amazing. There's some great kind of set pieces. Uh, it's kind of like almost a haunted house movie. It's a haunted dance academy in some ways. Uh, the teachers are really weird. Once you find out what this story is, kind of makes sense dealing with the occult dealing with witches which are also things that you know in the horror genre things that tend to be marks against movies for me personally are things that have to some a lot of the times or that's easy for me to not like something if it has like certain supernatural stuff takes me out uh, dealing with anytime dealing with like the devil or Christianity in some ways, not that this one does, but those are things that horror movies tend to, in a lot of cases, at least a lot of different horror movies will use in order to be scary. And I don't really find that stuff to be scary. I'm not really a big fan of Christianity to be in general. So any movies that involve that or, or portray God and the devil to be real entities. Uh, it doesn't really, I can't really get into the movie. So this movie had a bit of that dealing with witchcraft and occult, but that's fine. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspired Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspired Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show, the Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week ad-free available on on Monday. You also get discounts that are members-only pricing type of deals. All of the podcasts that I've produced in the past, close to 20 different podcasts, I've produced hundreds of episodes. There's also my personal blog. You can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art. All of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show! Finding out that this this place, kind of similar in some ways to the TV show, the Netflix show, The Midnight Club, where there's this building that's used as a hospice for kids, and the history of that building is that it was at one point used uh, for a cult. And there were like, you know, different kind of witchcraft aspects to it. So maybe in some ways this influenced that show uh, or influenced the book that that show was based on. But there were kind of some similarities uh, between this and that show. Uh, but yeah, I think the fact that understanding what things were, what things were, why things were happening felt 
it just felt like exposition dumps more than anything, right? It's not like I'm learning by watching the events of this movie. I'm like learning all that stuff through two characters having a conversation and one just literally telling the other person everything. Which is kind of a bummer. Right? I'd rather th- I'd rather that information be baked into the narrative of the film. But I do have to say Aside from those things that kind of took me out and kept me from appreciating this movie as much as I felt like I should, because this is, as far as the horror films of the 70s, this one is usually pretty well thought of, right? It is one of the classics from the 70s. And despite those things that kind of pulled me out, the beauty of this film the way things were lit the stage design the surreal nature of things i thought was amazing the kills were pretty great this movie there's a kill scene an elaborate kill scene at the beginning of this movie where you have this character who leaves the dance academy and is staying with a friend at a hotel and while at this hotel somebody's attacking her like there's these things that happen and this person gets attacked she gets like a hand comes through the window pushes her head into the window like smashing her head into the glass and then push pulling her through the glass of the window and then like stabbing her outside on like the roof of this hotel stabbing her a bunch of times you see her chest opened up and you see the knife going into her heart like some gory practical effects which i think is probably that and the overall visual aesthetic of argento i think is probably the thing that he excels at the most right a little bit more which is something i think horror movies get a pass a lot of the times with their overall storytelling because it's a horror film uh, they they get a pass on maybe not having the greatest stories. Like a lot of times, it is more about the visual. It is more about the 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 kills and things like that than anything else. Um, so based on that, I think it's ma- uh, great, right? So she's getting stabbed, hearts getting stabbed. Then there's like this this like stained glass at the top of like the lobby of this hotel or whatever this building is that she's staying at. And her face is like kind of gets pushed through that glass as well. And then finally her body gets pushed through the glass completely and she goes to fall, assumably down to the bottom of this lobby. But as she's falling, a cable gets wrapped around her neck and she gets hung, right? Just just like an elaborate kill scene. And then her friend, who is there also ends up getting impaled by a piece of glass, like, slicing, in, like, embedded into her face. Reminded me of actually recently watching the Halloween movies, Halloween H2O, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the beginning. He's involved in one of the kill scenes where he actually gets a hockey ice skate embedded in his face in a very similar way to how this glass, this stained glass, is embedded into this woman's friend's face. Uh, And then she also was impaled by some metal structural pieces from the stained glass as well. So a very elaborate kind of first kill in this movie, which is good. Like those, that aspect of it, it almost has like, there's even a scene where there's a character trying to get away from this person. 
right? This this ominous thing that's out to get them. And she goes into a room, and for whatever reason, this room is like full of barbed wire or razor wire. At least that, I think that's what it's supposed to be, which feels like a scene from the Saw franchise, right? Having a character, she like climbs out of a window into this other space that looks like a room, but it's full of like full, full of like this razor wire and she just gets tangled up in it, which is another great kill. Like the kills in this almost also like maybe saw esque or even uh, final destination in some ways, although final destination far more Rube Goldberg like that franchise is definitely more about the the tension that's built as things are kind of happening around a character, almost avoiding tragedy, and then this Rube Goldberg kind of uh, scenario happens to get the kill. So a little bit different, definitely more of like a Saw vibe, I guess. Uh, there's also scenes where like these maggots kind of are falling from the ceiling and kind of this maggot infestation, which is kind of disgusting. There's been a few times where like giant cockroaches have died outside of my room, outdoors, outside, outside of this sliding glass door that's in my studio. And like there's been a couple times where these cockroaches have died outside and had flies lay their eggs in these cockroaches carcass. And then the next day, just seeing maggots crawling across my carpet. You know, looking down at the carpet and you're seeing like the carpet move and then you get a, a closer look and it's these maggots. And th in a similar way, these these women are like sitting at their vanities, combing their hair and then seeing the comb full of maggots and seeing their hair full of maggots. And just looking up at the ceiling and just seeing that covered like disgusting, right? Leading them to all kind of camp out on these cots with these curtains all hanging up. Which is like this, like I said, the scale and the, the set design of everything. When they turn the lights off, the, the curtains, these white curtains glow red. And then you see silhouettes behind these curtains that are kind of scary, kind of freaky. Hearing somebody that's not supposed to be there snoring on the other side of the curtains. So that stuff is interesting. Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspireddisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy T-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspireddisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. There's a, a situation with they have a blind piano player who's seeing eye dog attacks a boy. Like there's this older woman and a boy that go, and I think they do. She does like. She's part of, like, the, the maid crew. She's part of the help. And apparently the dog attacks this boy. So they let the... They expel the, the piano player because his dog attacked a boy. Right? That whole scene is like, why is this even happening? 
And then later on, while he's in like this giant, another beautiful scene, great scale. He's in like this courtyard at night. He's walking home from the bar. And it's just like this courtyard of like these grand like m- like buildings, these monuments or whatever. And then as a dog attacks him for some reason, it doesn't really make much sense. But it's still another good like you see the dog as it's biting into him and then like, you know, almost the elasticity of his skin as the dog peels the chunk of flesh away from him like all of the practical effects are good even though the scene itself is like why am i watching this why do i care about this piano player getting expelled and then he goes there's like a scene of him at a bar you know does people are dancing and singing and then him like it just like why am i watching this stuff has nothing to do with the story But still interested, like the quality of the, the, the effects for those kills are definitely interesting. And the moments of exposition at least help fill in why I'm watching any of this to begin with. But, and there's this whole idea of snakes. Early on, one of the dancers ask the names of two of the two of the american dancers that are there and they both they're both their names start with s and she says that um women whose names start with s are the names of snakes and there's another reference to snakes when in in reference to witchcraft that covens of witches are like snakes and to eliminate to kill the snake you have to remove the head of the snake and the head of the snake of witchcraft of covens of witch is the head witch so you have to kill the head witch in order for, to kill the coven right which is kind of interesting because of course at the end that is kind of the final the climax of this is that our main character while trying to investigate she uncovers this new area of the school <clears throat> finds out that you know this <clears throat> occult behavior is still going on so witchcraft is still being practiced at the school that it didn't stop uh she ends up having to trying to dispatch the the head witch which i thought all that was cool it was like very surreal looked amazing you know it's just the story aspect of it just kind of took me out but yeah, it overall made me interested in the remake. Like I would imagine the remake's not going to have the same level of set design. It's definitely not going to have that kind of psychedelic surreal type of a feel to it. Or maybe it will. I have no idea. I do hope that it has just overall better narrative story. I hope the story is told better. Hope it's gets me invested in what's going on more than just little set pieces of kills that are cool but don't mean anything the fact that the the blind pianist gets killed by his dog doesn't really make sense other than the dog was under some control 
similarly to what's happening in that school. But other than that, like there's it, it, it bummed like I wanted to like this movie and I didn't I couldn't really get into it, uh, despite the fact that I did enjoy aspects of it. Uh, so I'm just going to have to get into more Argento stuff. And I feel if I watch enough of his stuff that I will kind of get on that wavelength and be able to appreciate his work more. Uh, so that's kind of how, like, I feel I'm wrong. You know, watching this, I don't think it's the movie's fault that I didn't like it all. I think it's my fault that I wasn't on the same wavelength as this movie. Either way, I could be wrong. Maybe you have different opinions on this movie. I don't know. Uh, maybe it is, it's not as well regarded as I thought. Uh, or maybe there's a take on it that just I didn't get. I didn't, it didn't, it didn't click for me. Either way, I would check it out if you're looking for an interesting and beautifully shot uh, horror film from the 70s, Suspiria from 1977. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.